0: Hey, everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen, and today is May 21st. Today, we are going to begin our study of Mosiah chapter 27. Now, Mosiah chapter 27 is also found in Alma chapter 36, it's the same story being told in different ways to different audiences. Now, for our purposes, we're just going to stay in Mosiah 27, but it might be kind of a fun gospel study to look at them side by side and study the differences, seeing which doctrines are emphasized for different audiences. I'll have to do that on a different day. So in chapter 27 of Mosiah, we find out that Alma the Younger, who's the prophet's kid, and the sons of Mosiah, the king's kids, are among those who are causing trouble for the church. It's always the bishop's kid, right? (laughs) I remember when my dad got put in as bishop, my friends teased me and they said, oh, that means that you have to rebel because it's always the bishop's kids who rebel. And in this case, it really was. Here you have the church leader's kid and the king's kids, and they are the ones who are causing a ton of trouble for the church. Now, it's important to note they're not just disobeying. They're not just going against what their parents say. They're not in a live and let live mentality. Like, you guys do your thing in the church, we'll do our thing out of the church, and everybody will be fine. In fact, in verse 10, it says that they were actively seeking to destroy the church of God. They were trying to bring down the church of God and trying to discredit the doctrine of Christ. So this wasn't just a childhood blunder. This wasn't just young mistakes. This was willful rebellion against Heavenly Father and His plan. In fact, if you look in verse 11, it says this, And as I said unto you, as they were going about rebelling against God, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto them. So they were actually rebelling against God. Now, rebel is an interesting word. It means an opposition to authority. So they weren't just sinning, they went 100% against the authority of God, in complete opposite to God's authority. You and I make mistakes, we sin, we mess up, but anyone who's actively seeking this podcast and listening isn't the type who is going to be consciously opposing God and his authority. What Alma and the sons of Mosiah were doing was next level sinning here. In 2013, Elder Scott gave a talk called Personal Strength Through the Atonement of Jesus Christ. And in that, he said, The Lord sees weaknesses differently than rebellion. When the Lord speaks of weaknesses, it is always with mercy. So there's a big difference between the mistakes that you and I make and willful rebellion against Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father approaches our weaknesses and our mistakes with mercy. I remember during a zone conference on my mission, my mission president started to very strongly speak out against people who would sin and then go to the temple and expect for our covenants to be valid. And he was just speaking so strongly and the tone got very somber. It's like all of a sudden everyone was like, oh my heck, my my covenants aren't valid because I wasn't good enough when I went to the temple. And it was interesting because my president went on for probably three more minutes speaking and then all of a sudden he just stopped and he was silent for, uh, it felt like a minute, but it was probably 10 or 20 seconds. And then he said, I need to go back. You don't have to be perfect. You just shouldn't be rebellious. And there's the difference. You and I aren't going to be perfect, but chances are we are not willfully opposing God and his plan. And that is where Alma was. And as they are in this act of rebelling, as they are going about actively trying to destroy the church of God, an angel appears to them. Verse 14, it says, And again, the angel said, Behold, the Lord hath heard the prayers of his people and also the prayers of his servant Alma, who is thy father, for he has prayed with much faith concerning thee, that thou mightest be brought to the knowledge of the truth. Therefore, for this purpose have I come to convince thee of the power and authority of God, that the prayers of his servants might be answered according to their faith. Now, it's so interesting, because that's some of the first things that the angel says. He's like, look, your father, your people, they have all been praying. And we're here, not because of you. I'm here because they have prayed me here to show you God's power. And so that the prayers of God's servants can be answered according to their faith. Now, it's so interesting, because... It would be so easy to read this scripture and think, well, if my family and I just pray for my wayward child enough, God will bring them back. That's what it sounds like in the scripture, right? Look, your father and your people have prayed long and hard, and now I, the angel, am here to show you God's power, and I'm doing it so that I can answer the prayers of the faithful. So it would be so easy to read that and think, okay, we'll just pray hard enough, and God will bring my child back. That absolutely might be true, but it might not. Think of Lehi. I'm sure he was consistently and faithfully praying his heart out for Laman and Lemuel. Laman and Lemuel even had similar experiences, where they saw an angel, and the angel commands them to repent, just like what happened with Alma the Younger. But despite the diligent prayers of a loving family, Laman and Lemuel... Never chose the Lord in this life. And that is because it was not the prayers of a righteous family that saved Alma. It was Alma the Younger's humility and desire for redemption that brought the change in his heart. Alma had to choose to repent. Alma had to look at this humbling experience and decide to turn to the Lord. Nevertheless, And this is a big nevertheless. It was the consistent and loving prayers of Alma and his people that brought the angel to Alma the Younger. And that angel coming was the humbling catalyst that Alma the Younger needed to turn to the Lord. So we don't stop praying. We don't stop trying. We don't stop teaching and we don't stop hoping for the return of our wayward loved ones. Because those prayers make a difference. They can bring humbling experiences, or they can just bring us peace. In 2013, in a talk called Come Unto Me, President Eyring said, My promise to you who pray and serve the Lord cannot be that you will have every blessing that you may wish for yourself and for your family. But I can promise you that the Savior will draw close to you and bless you and your family with what is best. You will have the comfort of His love and feel the answer of His drawing closer as you reach out your arms in giving service to others. As you bind up the wounds of those in need and offer the cleansing of His atonement to those who sorrow and sin, the Lord's power will sustain you. His arms are outstretched with yours to succor and bless the children of our Heavenly Father, including those in your family. So my friends, we just keep going. We keep praying. And we keep hoping. Because our prayers might be the catalyst that brings our loved ones to repentance. But if not, our prayers will bring us closer to a Savior who has his arms outstretched, ready to love, and ready to comfort, and ready to heal. Thank you so much for listening today. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.